come stop and take a trip down on my block what you see hidden potential young minds sharper than ginsu and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you no we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri In this week's episode of Stitchcast Studio, we sit down with DJ West to discuss the art of being a DJ. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hello, everybody. Under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. I am your host, Brandon Lewis, and I am accompanied by a couple members of our Stitchcast. What's good? How you feeling? Mm, good. Feeling good. I'm feeling good. Today, this podcast, we're going to get into the art of DJing. We want to talk about the history of DJing. For those who don't know, DJing is one of the four original pillars of hip hop. And so we want to get into this. We also got some dancers in the building, uh, break dancing being another one of the four original pillars of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So we might get into that a little bit. But uh, that being said, we got DJ Mr. West with us. How you feeling, my guy? Feeling fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. And we were uh, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started. And I didn't want to get too deep into it because I wanted to save it for the podcast. But uh, could you uh, briefly reiterate what you told me? How did you get your start in DJing? I actually got to start in the, in the neighborhood. We all listened to music. So a couple of friends of mine, we started putting together little sound systems and started playing for the neighborhood. You know, with the records and all, we had our little small systems and we thought we were doing something and we were at the time because we had our little house systems and we would play music for the neighborhood for the neighborhood parties and things like that fire now um during our course of the dj up program that story stitches offers where uh where we teach the basics of it i say we but i don't teach anything i just sit in the classes and learn like everybody else but um where we teach the basics of DJing. And uh, at the very first class, we got to learn a lot of about how uh, Grandmaster Flash, how much influence he had on DJing. Who influenced you as far as DJing goes? Actually, we had quite a few. Some of the guys on the radio station that's no longer here, but Grandmaster Flash was one of the top ones. And uh, most of it is because of his mindset about DJing, about uh, entertaining for, for the people, entertaining audiences, and then not making it just about him. Now, now we use uh, Serato. You mentioned you use a, a, a different program. What is that program called? I use Tractor. Got you. So, uh, what, could you uh, explain the, the difference? Like, uh, is there a MIDI controller? Or are you using actual records? What's what's the uh, difference? No, Tractor actually has a MIDI controller, <laughs> and it's uh, one of the one of the top programs out there. You don't hear much about it because Serato is kind of the most popular one. There's Virtual DJ and Box and a few other ones. Uh, but uh, I'm partial to Tractor because that's the way I came up. I tried to use Serato. For me, it's clumsy because of the crates. With Tractor, you, you don't need that. You can set up your record library, analyze it, and you can just off the top of your head do whatever you want without having to look through a crate. 
So um, for uh, for the listeners uh, and the people without DJ experience, can you explain what, what you mean by crates? Okay, Serato, part of the way Serato works is you have crates that you have. Uh, you can set your genres up. I have blues over here. I have hip-hop. I have groups, whatever you want. And you go to these crates to pull your music from. In Tractor, you have your whole library. And you can tag songs with your genre. So if you go in and say, uh, I'm looking for some R&B, and I'm looking for it at 100 BPM, you could do that. Everything you get set up like that way comes up. And uh, Serato's not that way. You have to do it within that crate. What role do you think uh, DJing has on, uh, like I know when, when DJing was first coming up, when it was uh, when hip hop was first becoming a thing, when hip hop was being created, uh, being born, so to speak, uh, there, there was a wide influence, there was, there was a huge influence. DJing was much bigger than rapping was, you know, uh, dancers needed DJs. Uh, even when people started rapping, you know, it was usually more tied to the DJ. So uh, what, what influence do you think that DJing has on people now? DJing, in the beginning, it started out as part of the music world, of course. And with dancers and all that, it, it became uh, like a band. It came the instrument. You take a song and you could blend it wherever you want to to create an atmosphere uh, for dancers. So you could take a song, uh, any kind of song that was that, and you could move it, change it to fit a dance. You know, we have that going on to this very day with, with slides. They take songs right now, turn them into slides. Same kind of concept, and that came from DJing, making songs, changing them, uh, changing pitches, changing all that to make them fit to what we're doing. Most of now, um, you were telling me earlier that you're more of a, that you can DJ hip hop gigs for sure, but that that's not your specialty. You'd rather do the uh, jazz and the R&B gigs. Right. Now, um, you also spoke on having club experience. Where, do, where does one look for jazz gigs and R&B gigs to uh, DJ? Well, a lot of the, the jazz gigs come from events. So as you evolve in your DJ and you start moving towards events, events take you to a bigger place. You know, club DJ is club DJ and you have your locals that come there, people come there to hear you do your thing. But the more you get into events, you broaden your world because you have different people come from different different genres, different everywhere, and they hear you doing your thing. And so you got to keep your, if this is what you want to do is stay club DJ and stay in that kind of thing, that's fine. If you want to make it bigger and do better at it, then you do events because that's going to bring you more people, more people asking about what you can do. So you get in, that's when you get into the jazz. You might even get into a little rock and roll, hip hop, all that will come together doing events. So I know, a lot, or at least I mainly see y'all at battle events. That don't necessarily mean that that's the only type of dancing that y'all do. But um, do y'all have to network with DJs? Do y'all do y'all try to broker relationships with DJs? Or so so how how does that how does that uh how does that go? Uh, usually our relationship with DJs mostly consists of us trying them out. Um you we get invited to events, we'll invite you guys to events and we'll just see, you know, your flow of music, what you play, if you respond more to what we're doing, or if we can feed off the energy that you're giving us from, you know, your craft. So so, um, do you get approached by a lot of dancers trying to broker relationships? In, in the early parts, I haven't had much dancers in, in, in lately. Usually they come from here, again, from events. 
Uh, I have events that uh, got dancers and singers that come and they have their own music and uh, that's, that's fine and that's how we make relationships with the dancers and the singers because they'll bring us music and they say, hey, I'm doing this and this, what can you do for me? And I said, well, you tell me what you want. And they said, well, we want it this way and we want it to be hitting this way. We want this kind of hammer. We want it to stay this way and that's how you work it. And that's what he said about the DJ and that's the relationship you need to stay with that because you want a DJ that's going to work with you. And, and here again, He's making it, the DJ needs to make it about the people, not himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's that time again. Time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right, it's time to pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original song entitled To the Prairie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where we going to? Straight to the prairie. To the prairie. That's a long Yellow, blue, so many colors in this habitat Even though I'm city slick, I'm not afraid to travel back Way out to the countryside, hit that native grassland Tranquil in the sunny meadows, we thought we was advanced Ain't no sounds of ambulance, sirens or the boys in blue Tonight devoid of gunshots, but nature makes some noises too The moist dew saturates the green pastures Which flows like the motion of the waves in the ocean To master this environment, acquiring and managing Restore it to its original state that it was planted in So if the planet ends, at least you saw its majesty Put your phone on airplane mode and we'll be right back after this Messages, reception is a barrier, connect for real The wilderness is therapy, escapism to let the chill Historic regions where the wildflower stretches Warm season, grass species, territory so precious on, let's, go. let's take a ride, hop in the car, take a drive To the prairie, where the grass always green on the other side at the Traffic and street lights, it's like we in the Milky Way without passing that peace pipe. Coyotes and coyotes, prairie dogs and buffalo. Educate and investigate, cause it all depends on what you know. So cultivate and we procreate, we indigenous to the show we state. We authenticate, but we demonstrate, and it's just one rule. Don't be fake, this rich soil substrate is glaciated like Ice Age. I think I need to get away from my hood where I stay. We protect that wildlife, the game is restoration. Trees is only 10%. They keep them fires blazing Domestic tranquility Let's medicate and we feel the breeze Burn the trees and we hunt with ease Without maple soaks and hickories Native Americans settle the land And the prairies are evidence of it in fact Nothing is stressful as life in the city Get up on the highway cause I'm going past Let's take a ride Hop in the car, take a drive To the prairie Where the grass always green on the other side At the prairie Let's go Come on, let's go Let's go Come on, let's go Let's go Come on, let's go Let's go On the F Let's venture through green pastures Solidarity, nothing but smiles and laughter Let's go, come on, let's go Let's go, come on, let's go Let's go, come on, let's go Let's go,
Now, uh, Rachel, we definitely like students of this hip hop game. Yeah. How how do you feel that uh, DJing has a uh, has shaped hip hop, or do you feel like DJing has uh, shaped yeah, hip hop? Yeah, for the most part. Um, like I said, I'm an audio engineer minor, so learning about well, they don't teach us the history, of course. And so when I have my questions, they're like, oh, I'm not sure, you know. So it's like it's good to know that like my parents taught me, you know. Like my favorite DJ is DJ Magic Mike. I just like bass all day, so he's like really good. How it affects us now, I don't know. I feel like. It's not just hip hop anymore. It's like a mixture of stuff. I see a lot of like artists on TikTok. They um, start their session off with like the sample of the song, and then like the artist that used that sample. And I think that's pretty cool because like that that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. That's a. I'm glad you brought that up. Is sampling something that like originated like with DJing or? Or, or was it adopted by DJs? Like, what came first, the DJ or the sample? I, I would say it was adopted by DJs. Yeah. Got you. Uh, because we, we, I sample, use cuts, stuff in my mixes. Mm-hmm. I'm subject to be playing something and drop some Houdini in the same mix. Just different songs, everybody done, Jane Brown song. Mm-hmm. You sub to hear something, you might hear James Brown say something in the one in the middle of my mix and say, where did that come from? And they, and they, and they say, oh, that's hidden, but that's where it comes from. It's just part of the world, and you can do it respectfully and, and, and not overuse somebody's stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you turn it into a profit, you just pay them. But you know, what I'm saying? hundred percent, hundred percent. I definitely know some DJs at clubs. I know the whole like song from song. I'm like, yep, he finna play this next every time. Man, like it's right. it's like it's so boring. Like that's I, a playlist guy. Yeah, I stop going playlist out because I'm like lazy. Oh, yeah. Yep, I know he finna play this song. I just yeah. Now, uh, about a month ago was your introduction into being a DJ, right? Yeah. So, so how do you how do you think that that journey's been going for you so far? I think it's um made me more aware of like music and more into the rhythm and the interconnectedness of music because I have to think I have to think about it when I DJ more What's than that? I did before. Do you think you have a, a greater appreciation for music now? Yeah. Also, I could definitely see that. Uh, what about you? Did, did DJing give you a greater appreciation for music? Oh, oh that's, that's for sure. In DJing, you hear so much. If you open your mind to listen to everything mm-hmm. and don't get pigeonholed in just one genre, you hear so much great music everywhere. Everywhere mm-hmm. from country to rock and roll. You hear some stuff like, oh, man, this is, this is really it. Or, you know, even if you like lyrics, you can take... Here again with with different programs, you can pull that the instrumental off and just drop the acapella on top of a beat because mm-hmm. that part of the lyrics is hot, mm-hmm. you know. So they hear that, that's coming, you know, and that just sets the crowd on fire. Is it, so is is that something that you learn in the craft of DJing, being able to rip vocals off of? Yes, a, yes, you learn it. Uh, there's different programs to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even built in some softwares like even virtual has a way to turn that out you know there's different programs that are out there mm-hmm. and uh, some of this you can create yourself you can take and create these mixes and just with just acapellos or just instrumentals and use that in your mix got you, you know? fire 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 that's dope that's, that's, one, that's one of the dopest things to me. Yeah. Once I've been able to strip down some tracks, I feel like that's how they be doing some of that sampling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so tough to me. 
like like music in general is just dope to me. You're a hip hop fan as well. We we we've talked a lot about uh, artists or whatnot. How far back does your uh, knowledge of hip hop go? Like like what do you, what what's the earliest era of hip hop that you listen to? The um earliest era that I listen to is like the um early '80s because my dad used to play a lot of old uh, Curtis Blow songs and the Sugar Hill Gang and people like them. I I was at work. One of my coworkers brought up like Fiend. I don't know if y'all know who that is. It's like super old. No, I, oh my, no, no like, I um, don't. <laughs> X Clan definitely. Uh, KRS One S. I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh my God, I listen to a lot of. Oh, so. It's just something I like. So, so. Yeah. I like the era too. Uh, uh, I, I do think that uh, KRS One is dope. I think uh, I think Curtis Blow is dope. Right. I ain't gonna cap. I feel like I feel like LL Cool J. Oh yeah, both of them. Of course. But, but uh, most of as rap was kind of being formed mm-hmm. before before rap was really known as rap. You know, so it was like these little periods in time where we're ki- that would kind of nudge it closer to being what it is today. Uh, for example, like uh, when people first started rapping, like they, they didn't even record it. Like they would go to parties or whatever and they would rap their verses and that's how they would build their uh, uh, reputation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I don't remember what state it is, but somebody somewhere decided to put their raps on wax. They put them on a record and people didn't like that. They was like, yo, like, like who is, first of all, who is you taking our stuff? And secondly, you know what I'm saying? Wow, wow. Like that's not how you do it. Or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so slowly but surely, hip hop and rap specifically evolved and evolved and evolved. But do y'all have any uh, favorites of uh, from before rap was really rap? Like, uh, what was the guy's name? Pig it was this dude that uh, that would do these albums of just like fast poetry, which was basically rap comedy. I don't know. I, it's it's different for me how I think about it because like I said, I'm a music major at heart. So I took a history of rock and roll class. And like, you can see it now, a lot of rap artists go back to rock and roll music. It's like this rock and roll lifestyle. So I think of like, I don't know, you can look it up, it's pretty cool. Like rock rap, like Run DMC would be considered a rock group. So it's like stuff like that. And then I think of like blues and rock, rock music when I think of hip hop. Yeah. Got you. Um, I know you said you don't do a lot of, uh, or prefer not to do a lot of hip hop. So uh, how how far? What's the earliest era of music that you uh, use in your DJing and that you well, listen to? I use a lot of the new stuff as well. It's just some of it um, I personally don't play uh, because of some of the anger in it, and it's just not my kind of set. So in the events that I'm attending or doing, some of them are way too uh, rough to play and especially in that kind of setting so some of it has incredible beats and i think they're fantastic i think they ruin some of their own songs with just some of the lyrics some Mm -hmm. some of the things they go too far with (laughs) this doesn't help the song by saying this or that clashes the the vulgar at some time they go too far with it it just ruins the song vocally party wise the beat is hammered it's doing great but you said listen to the lyrics, oh my goodness. <laughs> you talking about like the, the, the drill music and the yes. trap rap. Right. All of that, most of that. Yeah. yeah, that's a violent genre to get into, no doubt. <laughs> or a violent sub genre for sure, for sure. So um 
What are, what are some of the uh, earlier uh, guys that you listen to that you like to incorporate? Um, the forms of R&B, you know, that's a little way from rap. They, I'm 62, so I go way back, you know. So I got <laughs> the Aretha Franklin's, the Marvin Gaye's and all that. So all that, I come up with stuff that gets sampled today. You know, you say like, what? Yeah, some of y'all using it. Some of y'all playing songs that we hear on the radio, they think is a new song. Oh, no. That's a that's an old song with some. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times like I heard that. Most <laughs> definitely. Yeah, sure. but uh, I'm back from that, and it, it just was a whole lot of singers. We had a lot of ballads back then. We didn't mm-hmm. have when rap came along. Even the rap had ballads in it. Mm-hmm. You know, there were singers within the rap, and there wasn't artificial. They didn't need all this extra to be able to sing. You know, Sergeant Marvin Gaye, The Temptation, Four Tops. Way back in the day, we could take that same music to fit the party. So, and, and, and I'm, I promise I'm not making this like a, a old versus new thing, but do you think any of the new technology that's been developed now for recording artists would have benefited? Like, 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 like for example, I listened I listen to the song uh, by uh, uh, Howlin' Wolf, uh, uh, what is it called, Kill Room? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I listened to that recently, and I think he a dope artist, but man, them, them vocals, man, the, 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 audio, the audio in general, you know what I'm saying, where, where, where the voice is, is barely louder than the music or whatever the case is, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, do, you, do you think that uh, some of the technology that we have now would have benefited artists during the uh, Temptations era and, 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 and the Jackson 5 and the Aretha's and the Absolutely. Smokey Robinson's? Absolutely. A lot of the technology back then is wasn't as good as it is now. So uh, to get those quality recorded, you only had a handful of artists that had the money and the backing to have the full orchestras, to have the sound, to do that. Some of that stuff, you know, you listen to it now, even in its original form, you're like, wow, that's terrible. Audio quality. And then somebody will take it and remaster it, and then you come up with like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the new technology. Yeah. Took an old song, remastered it. Now you got something really, really nice. Yeah. 100%. That's definitely 100%. something we learn in school. We do that all the time. Just Word. Make old songs. And it annoys me because it's like, this is trash, but I got to make it good for a great. Right. You know? Most deaf, most deaf, most deaf. How do you think uh, DJing affects the people of the world in, in their everyday life? Or I, I guess I guess it would be uh, music in general. What 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 positivity do you think uh, DJing brings to the world? DJing is uh, for for me, it's peace. That's one of my comfort places, and I try to give that to my audience. You know that I'm I'm the performer, but here again, I'm trying to take care of my people. They come in. If I'm doing a club event or something, they had their day, they've been at work all day, they come in and listen to me. I'm trying to take them to a place that's good, that's smooth, they don't have all that drama. So my, I'm enjoying handing that off to them, and that's, that's my thing. Fire. Uh, what about y'all as uh, dancers? Like, like cause it's, it's, for me, like, like, like I said, I'm a hip hop head, so 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 it's it's hard for me to talk about DJing without talking about the other uh, sure, sure. the other pillars of hip hop. So uh, as dancers, what type of uh, positivity or what type of uh, benefits do y'all think dance brings to the world? I mean, I grew up rough, you know. I'm saying I come from the roughest of the rough part, and I know dancing saved me from you know what I'm saying. Doing a lot of other stuff that I could have been. But other than that, I think it does take a lot of attention off of the negative. So, yeah, I think dancing is a way for people to express themselves more than anything. I say take all of your negativity and put it into your dance. Or put it into whatever craft you have overall, not just dance. That's dope. That's dope. 
and I even go further and say that, uh, like you said, dancing is a healthy form of expression. And uh, for people that aren't able to express in an artistic way, the people that just sit in the crowd and, and watch, you know what I'm saying? To, to, to watch y'all glide the way y'all do, or watch somebody, uh, to watch somebody just blow somebody away with any form of talent, whether it be DJing or dancing, singing, rap, or graffiti, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? All of that, it kind of gives you a break from uh, the harsh realities of life, you know what I'm saying? I feel like art, art can help you deal with your problems, art can help you get away from your problems, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Art can help you heal from your problems, like 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 art is just, yeah. art is just one of those things, for sure. Art is definitely just one of those things. So I agree with that 100%. Um, have you ever DJed for a performing artist, not a dancer, but like like DJed for a vocal artist? Yes. So how, how, how does, is, that, is that like a different process? Like how, how does that go? Uh, it's a different process because they have a, a set thing they want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I have done everybody from uh, Bobby Bland, you probably, some of y'all might know who that is, but oh, well, Howard Hewitt, Phil mm -hmm. Perry, these, uh, yeah, I don't know who they are. I'm, I'm an old guy. <laughs> so they, these are singers, and they want certain things with their tracks and stuff they're doing. And they'd say, okay, Howard Hewitt says, okay, I work with him a couple times. He'll say, I want this. Mr. West, can you play this for me? And I want this track this way. I want it at this level. And I want my mic, so and so, so and so. So all that's a part of that when you DJing for some of the, these national acts. They, 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 they know what they want. Listen to them. Don't do it your way. Do it the way they want it. Most times, that's dope. That's dope for sure. Have you ever thought about performing with a DJ? I know you don't rap no more, but... Yeah, we're getting back to it. But, um, I mean, that's what I grew up saying. I don't know if you know Bates. Like, before she had her band, she had a DJ artist, which was, like, family members, because I grew up with her. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, for my upcoming poetry stuff, I... I don't know, my friends are DJs, so I'm going to pay y'all some money. We're going to figure right. it out. You know? Dope, dope. I definitely want to DJ. Um, yeah, I feel like it's... For my sets. Yeah, it's like a different, you know, just a different look. Most dev. Yeah. Most dev. I know you're new to DJing, but is there anything that you would like to do with DJing? Like, would you like to DJ parties or, or make money from DJing? Is there anywhere that you would want to take that? I think... um. DJing like professionally and doing it for parties and events would wouldn't be fun and like get me to learn about more music and just be like useful for my life. So, what, what you uh, if you don't DJ, what you think you'll do? Like, like when I'm an adult. Yeah, like like how would you how would you use your time? Oh, um, probably writing. Got you. So still still being artistic. Got you. What would you have done, or what would you be doing if you if you decided to stay away from DJing, or if you never started in the first place? Uh, I do computers. I'm a computer tech now. I have a computer company right now oh, that I oh. do computer service for a lot of big companies. I contract my workout. Got you. So 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 does the technological end of DJing uh, come easy to you? Yes, because I'm a tech guy. Got you. <laughs> I'm a tech guy. So the, when technology changed, when I started converting stuff over from CD to digital, and it's just all a part of the, the tech thing. So. So, so would it be accepted if somebody walked out and bust out like a literal milk crate and started putting records on, like 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 how would, how would an audience respond to something like that? Uh, I would love it. I just, I still have one of my turntables. I just refuse to let it go. It's a JVC quartz lock table, direct drive. 
and it still plays to this day. Every now and then I get that and I put them records on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like that yeah. that feel. I can't describe it. If you ever DJ with vinyl, you you will get it. It's a lot now because you have to carry so much. Mm-hmm. Right. But just to be at home and playing it, yeah. Grandmaster Flash talked about how what he started doing with vinyls were it was considered blasphemy to a lot of uh, people at that time. And he couldn't even do gigs because they would—they had already heard about his reputation and what he would do to his vinyls as far as uh, marking them with crayon and uh, rubbing on them and whatnot. You know, before, before DJing, you, you know, kind of like a like a game disc or whatever, how you don't touch the... That's how vinyls was. You, you yeah. don't touch the, the body of the vinyl. You don't do that. So he said, Saeed, and started putting his fingerprints all on them and marking <laughs> crayons and whatnot. Were you around to hear about things like that? Or, or what, what was your take on vinyls? And, we, um, we heard it. We did things. We took it even farther. We had wax paper. I'm going to laugh at this. Because the pads on the, the turntables wasn't slippery enough. So you take, I'm going to laugh at this, but you take the wax paper and you cut it, put down, then put the record on the wax paper. And then it, it'll easily, you can easily manage your scratch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we learned that in the school. So, yeah. got you, got you, got you. Yeah, we, we learned that in the uh, class. Yeah. So, that's what we use. So, when I was little, I thought that record players basically was turntables. <laughs> and so, and so I, I grew up with people that liked antiques and uh, even yeah. the young people in my families are uh, old souls. So, uh, there's a lot of record players around me you know yep so so i would i would see one playing and and yes i did have the audacity to <laughs> oh my gosh i messed the record up yeah. long yep. story short i messed that record up hey yo <laughs> hey yo i messed that record up and um and that was Al Green too. Yeah. i didn't touch it i didn't i didn't touch, i don't even remember yeah. i don't and you know what i think i put the record on her i didn't care what the record was i just wanted to ear it, ear it. you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I just wanted to I just wanted to yes, yes, that was my problem. <laughs> that was my problem because it did not make her eerie eerie. <laughs> but yeah, in either case, uh, what's a, what? What do you think your most proud moment as a DJ is? One of the most proud moments. Oh, good question, man. Hmm. One of the most proud moments is when you do an event and people come up to say, "I really enjoyed your show. I have heard these songs in a while, and uh, I love your mix." That kind of you get accolades from the people listening to you. That's it, because you get into it and it's and it's you, but when you have people that recognize it and they come up and recognize you for it, I think that's one of the proud moments. Like that. Is there a lot of uh, improvisation in DJing? Yes, <laughs> yes. I feel that. So so you don't go with like a set like yo I'm, I know I'm gonna play this song I know I'm gonna play this song. That's even before events like I'm going I'm going to a club when I leave here. I don't listen to the radio. Now that I go with a blank mind because that's why I say playlists make you lazy. If you have a playlist that's just you, you going in, that might work that one time, but you have the same crowd the next day or whatever. They may be in a whole nother mood that won't work. So you go in there with a blank canvas and go in and listen to what's going on. They playing the jukebox. Pay attention. What they doing, what they doing, what they doing, what they doing, and you work off that. Yeah, I, I done been places where we playing a song and I hear somebody talking about, just listening, talking about uh, a slide or the Macarena. Next thing you know, I done mixed the Macarena and they go, wow, because they was just thinking about mm-hmm. that because I'm paying attention to the crowd. You pay attention to see what they're doing. Yeah. Your, your job as a DJ is to entertain. Pay attention to your people. You'll be surprised how much better you can do just by paying attention. You watch somebody and just because they're not dancing 
they might be in their seat, have they they having the time of their life. Yeah. I wonder if that translates over art. Do y'all when y'all dancing, do y'all uh, have to gauge the crowd? Word like 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 in a, in a battle in general or just like uh, for a dancer you always have three audiences you have your judges you have your audience and then your opponent so you always got to be paying attention to who likes what what's getting the crowd reaction and I feel like it's the same way with DJing uh, we got to adapt to whatever flip song change is coming you got to know yeah. you said you got three audiences I like that that's a, that's a dope philosophy after hearing everything that you've heard so far. How confident are you in, in your journey as a DJ? I know you. you it's only, I know it's only been like a month and a half, two months. But uh, how, how how confident are you? Where do you stand with that? Um, I think like with all this new information, like not uh, making playlists because it makes me lazy, and having like three crowds and audiences that it gives me more insight than a lot of other beginner DJs have, and so it might be. Uh, kind of easier for me to progress as a DJ. Most definitely, 100%. Yo, uh, before we close it out, just one more question. How do you, how do you, how do you handle a situation where you, where you DJing and, and all of a sudden you hear people like, boo, put a quarter in the jukebox or whatever, you know what I'm saying? They start, they, they start playing their own music or something like that. How do you deal with that? I don't have that problem. <laughs> I guess you never know. He, 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 said, he said, that's for the wag DJs. <laughs> no, you, that's why you go in paying attention. Mm -hmm. And you you don't go with a set thing to play. Get yourself in a point where you can have your library up. Take requests. Take requests is some of the best thing you can do to learn your crowd because they have, a, they have something they want to hear. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of feel what's going on. It might not be the song you want to play, but you know where they're at now. You know, if they... Uh, hip hop, they kind of 80s, they kind of R&B. You can you can figure out by their request. Keep that in mind, bro. Now just like so, pumping the crowd up. What would you say is your three signature moves to get them? You know what I'm saying? Get them like yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know about a signature move. I have different different songs that, like I said, it's it's just kind of depends on the crowd. You know, he, he, he like LL Cool J. You can always, you know, uh, I'm bad. We'll, we'll, that's the end of the that's the end of the night song for me. If I have a crowd that's been jumping all night, we getting ready to shut it down. Uh, I might drop that on them, and that's how I'll end the set. And when that drop off, I'm bad. Good night, everybody. Everybody's hyped. They good. And that's how I'll end the set with that one. Yeah. So that song is a banger. I ain't even gonna care. You just said it, and I was like, yes. So, yeah, most of <laughs> that, that song is a bang. Yeah, you close the set out with that, and you'd be surprised. That's a, that's a close out song, yeah. Hey, yeah, there you have it. Uh, everybody on the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. I've been your host, Brandon Lewis. If you're wondering how you can join our Stitchcast family or how you can join Story Stitches in general, whether you're a dancer, singer, rapper, poet, photographer, videographer whether you paint whatever you do if you're a talented artistic person and between the ages of 16 and 24 chances are we have a place for you here so if you're wondering how you can join uh you can go to storystitches.org if you scroll all the way down to the bottom there's an application and we waiting to hear from you we'd love to have you so i want to thank y'all so much for tuning in bye peace see you soon and we out thank y'all yeah. 
Story Stitchers is supported in part by the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. The mission of the Lewis Prize is to partner with leaders who create positive change by investing in young people through music. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitchers Youth Programs was provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at-Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2022, Lush Corporation's The Charity Pot, Equity Impact from Creative Reaction Lab and the Bezos Family Foundation, and the Arts and Education Council. St. Louis Story Stitcher's Stitchcast Live is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Visit on the web at arts.gov. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitcher's Story Stitcher's Story Stitcher's Story Stitcher's Story Stitcher's.